everyone on Instagram. Thanks for joining. We are live as well on their Facebook. So I kind of have the two come, uh, their phone on this side, computers on this side. So <laughs> it's we're us, everywhere. <laughs> it's us trying to be techy. Yeah, that's as, uh, that's as techy as we get. Bring this down a bit. Hello, hello, everyone. All right. Oh, we're going to be talking about debt today. Debt. Debt, debt, debt. Debt, debt, debt. Yes. Oh. Turn this. We can sit. All Mic right. Should we get started? Yep. Let's get started. All right. Well, let's get started, Dave. You're, well, the, you're the intro guy. It's the only, <laughs> the only show you're going to see where the intro changes every single time. Yeah. <laughs> Right. We should really have a script, right? Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> well, that's not us. Yeah, no. All right. So, welcome to the Investor Melon Dave Show. Today is Wednesday, January 29th, 12.30 p.m. Eastern. The show where we talk about real estate, entrepreneurship, and every day, and every day-to-day, no, no, every, um, ah, oh, I messed it up, every, uh, Ah, I can't think of it. But anyway, welcome to the Mel and Dave show. This is why we need a script for the introduction. <laughs> no, I you can't always it. wing it. Oh, the, uh, uh, tips on day to day. There you go. On, on uh, uh, everything day to day. That's what I meant to say. We'll try to get it right on on uh, the fourth show next week. Yeah. And if not, well, we won't. Uh, that's right. Hey, you wing it, right? We're too yes. busy investing, so that's all no, good. No, uh, agreed. And Mel and I just got back from sushi. I am stuffed. You know, when you have sushi, I could have probably not had the last three rolls and been fine yes i know i ordered you the last one and then when it came at the table i thought oh why'd you order me that yeah dave they ordered me this oh why'd you order me that dave yeah so anyway i probably could have gone without the last three that i had but that's kind of all you could eat sushi um so debt let's get right into it yeah so today debt. the topic is debt why we love debt so let's start off by defining debt Good debt, bad debt, there's certainly a difference. Um, you know, good debt would be things that end up making you money in return, right? So things such as real estate investing, real estate properties or buildings where every time, you... Every time. Where you... He just spilled coffee for those who are watching later on or listening to us. Um, every time. <laughs> every time he makes a mess. So, yeah, so it's things that you can... you That makes you money. And as opposed to bad debt, bad debt are things that you spend and you're not getting any ROI, right? No return on investment. So things such as a boat or vehicles or those kind of things. So those are, are considered bad debt. We always say boat. Eh? It's kind of our go-to. I don't know why, but uh, it's always my go-to. <laughs> Maybe because we don't own one. Yeah. Once once we own a boat, we're gonna, we're not well, we're, gonna, we're gonna have to pick something else. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I remember hearing the saying that there's only two happy days when you have a boat: the day you buy it and the day you sell it. Um, but anyway, I've always wanted a boat. I came this close when I was 19. I got a job and I almost signed in on that diet. And, and that would have been bad debt. That would have been bad debt because you got to wait once you have your investments, the money from that debt, then you can buy the things that are considered bad debt with, right? Once you have enough money exactly. to pay for those toys. And honestly, like looking back now, I'm like, I, I, you're only 19 once. I probably should have just done it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> But it doesn't go with what we're trying to say today, so I'm glad I didn't buy it. But honestly, guys, like thinking about it, I was 19, I had a government job, I was living at home. Um, I had no bills to pay, right? Mom and dad were providing the meals, providing the shelter, so I just had to spend money, right? Um, but again, I, I'm glad I didn't buy the boat, all honesty, because I was saving up to buy a house, and anyway. So good debt, bad debt, 
So let's kind of rewind. How did we come across this? So if, if you're like us, we were always taught, of course, like most people, you know, um, pay off your mortgage. You don't want to have debt. Debt is bad. You know, pay it off, pay it off. The quicker you pay the mortgage, the better. And certainly when I had my first mortgage, that was my goal is try to, you know, bring it down as quickly as possible. Um, cause that's all I knew. And that's because that's all, all my parents knew and so forth, right? That's how, how I got educated. Um, however, we started, you know, figuring out along the way that debt can, good debt is, can be good. And it was when we were on vacation, right? We're in Florida a couple, well, more than a couple of years ago now, but we're on, on a trip in Florida by the pool. Florida. Kids are in the pool. We're listening to, uh, to, uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad audiobook. Yes. And anyhow, and it just made so much sense, you know, the whole concept about good debt. And that's when we decided to, hey, let's start using debt to our advantage. And, and ironically, the, the more debt we have been getting into, the, <laughs> the richer we get throughout the years, right? Because that, that difference is higher in between both. It, absolutely. You know, leveraging and debt, the more you do, the more, and again, done correctly, um, the more wealth you can build. It's funny because, Jim, the other day, our director of operations was doing a credit check on um, on a potential tenant, and he said, "Oh my gosh, look at their credit utilization, or look at their uh, yeah credit u- utilization." I said, "Oh, you wouldn't like to see mine because I use as much as I can and I leverage the bank's money as much as possible." So anyway, we kind of laughed. We said, "Well, I guess it's worked out, right?" But yes, when we discovered that um, the leverage portion of debt is incredible, right? Like, okay, let's take. Real estate out of the picture. Let's just talk an asset, okay? Real estate. <laughs> just dig it up. But this, this <laughs> I know. Come on, Dave. This asset. Too much. Too much spicy mayo. This asset, guys. You can go to the bank. You can say, "Hey, you front the lion's share of uh, of the price. I'll put just a little bit. Yeah, twenty percent down. No, do I really have to? Okay, I'll put twenty percent down. You know, you let me pay it over 25, 30 years." Uh, yeah, I'll pay you just a little bit of interest on it and I get to keep the asset. I get to keep the cash flow, you know, like that's the power of it. What other investment could you do that with? Like try and go in and then do that with stocks at the bank, right? Or try and do something else. Um, they're going to want dollar for dollar. So I just love debt because it allows you to purchase so much more and real estate is the perfect uh, vehicle to allow you to do that. Yeah, and I have, I, I can think some of my friends that they're so proud. You know, my, I paid off my mortgage and, and they're so proud of themselves and, and which is great. But I think, man, take that money and put it to work. Cause you could, again, you could take your, your income from here to here by doing so. And that's the power of, of debt, right? Is it when used properly in order to leverage it? And let's talk about like, Apple, right? Like, so it's not just, you know, it's not just us, it's not just Robert Kiyosaki and all these people. You think about huge companies such as Apple. Apple leverages debt as well, other people's money, right? So they do, they're doing the same thing. Um, so if you, if you think companies like Apple who are highly successful, yeah. um, are doing it. Uh, well, exactly. It, it's like, what did I, oh, I had a saying there. I was going to say, yeah, just like Apple, they, they use debt to buy more things. If you have a certain amount of money, why would you use that certain amount of money, you know, and only be able to buy what that money will get you? Why not leverage debt? Again, if done properly, leverage the debt. Um, like I, I, like when I'm thinking of people in our mentee, mentorship group, let's say you have $50,000, $100,000. Well, if you can take that and spread it across a lot of deals as opposed to just putting, you know, on one deal, 
you're going to be a lot further ahead. And again, pick the right deal and everything, but you're leveraging debt. You're leveraging your money. You're making that 50 or 100 go so much further. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And again, it's not just us doing it. Apple does it. Everyone does it. Everyone has a bunch of debt. Like these big companies have big debt, but they also purchase uh, bigger portfolios and they expand their, their business exponentially by using debt. And I think it's scary at first, right? Like you think, okay, you want to get into debt, get into debt. And, you know, especially when you're going against everything that you've learned your entire life, (laughs) it's scary to get started, right? Like you and I, we were very scared when we first started off using other people's money to buy properties. And I think what you need to ensure to do is have your exit strategy. So you have to have a plan, right? Don't just go in, borrow somebody's money and and hope that things are going to work (laughs) out in the end, right? Because at the end of the day, They'll have, what, two, three, four, five-year term typically where you have to repay people back. And it's important that, that you know how you're going to do that. Yes, and, and, and we have this conversation with our accountants, with our lawyer, and with also the, the financial institutions that fund us. So we tell them, like, my bankers know I'm never, ever going to pay off my mortgages. And they're happy with that because they're going to keep making interest off me, okay? So that's a win-win. I'm never, ever going to pay off any of my mortgages because... A, once I do that, I use the power of writing off, you know, the, the, the mortgage payment as well. And okay, you have to think bigger picture. Some people say, well, Dave, once you don't have a mortgage, then your cash flow goes up and you're making more money every month. Yes, I understand that. However, there's, there's two sides to every coin. When you're making a lot of money from your rental property without any expenses, if you're not using the power of corporations and other tax saving uh, advantages and benefits, you're going to be paying a lot of that income back to the government anyway. So why not, you know, instead of having one rental, and let's use some easy numbers here, instead of having one rental that makes you two, three, four, four thousand and your mortgage free, right? That makes you a couple thousand dollars a month. Why not refinance that, take that money, buy other rental properties. And instead of having one that makes you three with no expenses and you pay a lot of taxes on, why don't you have three of them that make you a thousand dollars each that you have expenses and you're giving your accountants um, room to uh, b- better position you to not pay taxes legally. So that's the that's the philosophy we have with debt. Yeah, and then when you know, let's go back to because I I saw one of the comments here and it says I'm scared. I'm scared to use other people's money. I'm scared of I'm scared. That's of a good debt. thing though. That that's a good thing. It is good, right? Because it it kind of doing anything out of your comfort zone. Fear is good. good. Um, You know, how can you eliminate some of that fear is get educated on it. Make sure you know what you're doing. If you're going to put it into investment property, you know, make sure you know your numbers. Make sure you know how you're going to pay back that person. Um, Invest in yourself as well, right? Um, Find a mentor. Do some mentoring as well. Uh, we happen to do mentoring in case you didn't know. Um, you know, so, I know so someone. Yeah, yeah, he loves saying that. I know someone who does. I know a guy. I got a, I got a guy. I got a guy. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, seriously, um, get to, to know because it is powerful. It's so, so powerful. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, now what about kids, right? So we, a lot of our listeners, they have kids at home or planning to have kids and, and talking about changing that mindset. It's fascinating because I asked. had a conversation not that long ago with my oldest. So she's 14 and she's like, well, yeah, I keep hearing, you know, that debt is bad. And I said, well, that's, you know, that's what a lot of people assume is that debt is bad and debt can be really bad if it's the 
bad debt and, and explaining to them, you know, what is good debt um, and starting to use those words and explaining it to them and ex- exposing them as well. Um, I put on one of my Instagram stories not that long ago. We played the cash flow uh, game. It was fun. With the kids. And it, again, it's that whole just exposing them um, to that kind of different uh, <laughs> Uh, situations where, you know, they get to know passive income and what it is and why it's beneficial. Yeah. And we had asked them too, like, and, and we say this in one of our podcasts, we asked them guys, is, is debt good or bad? And they said, bad, of course. Right. Again. And, and when we explained, okay, there's good debt, there's bad debt, just like everything else. Then once they understood, Hey, I can buy something with good debt or so I can buy something that is good debt. And it's actually going to put money in my pocket every month. Like when we explain that to them, it kind of blew their their little minds, and, and we didn't get too complicated into it. But we say, "Hey, God, these lights are warm." I'm, yeah, uh, you're sweaty. I'm, yeah. yeah, I got two lights on right here. <laughs> anyway, you try wearing a suit, and I did leg workout this morning, so my legs are all tired already. And kind oh of, my gosh! Anyway, but uh, <laughs> gotta love leg day. What was I saying? No, but understand, explaining them, saying, "Hey, why don't?" You know, again, I'm using these numbers. I have fifty thousand dollars. I didn't say this to them. I use easier numbers, but fifty thousand dollars. I can go buy a nice car and be payment free, and that car is going to depreciate, and I'm going to sell it four years from now for thirty thousand, whatever it is, guys. Right? Or I can take that fifty thousand dollars, put a down payment. If you're Mel and Dave, you're going to find someone else's fifty thousand dollars to put as a down payment, OPM, right? Other people's money, and then every month that building will give you money that you can still go pay for a car payment every month. So we're showing them how to utilize good debt and how to have that pay for the, your lifestyle after. And imagine the gift that you're giving them as well, right? By by kind of erasing what society has been telling us for the past, whatever, 30, 40, 50 years. And it wasn't and maliciously, that maliciously, right? No, yeah. and it, no, absolutely not. Um, and exposing them to this other, this whole other way of thinking. And again, that's been proven over and over by millionaires, billionaires across the world that, you know, <laughs> debt can be when done carefully and wisely can be, can be so, so worth it. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, but again, understanding instead of buying your boats and your toys and that with your own money and then slaving away to pay for it, take the money, be fiscally responsible, do the whole sacrifice now so I can do anything I want tomorrow, you know, uh, and, and then buy the buildings, buy the asset which will give you cash flow, which will then buy the toys. And if you can do that, guys, even if you're not there right now, if you can reverse engineer what you're doing and do that, you're going to be leaps and bounds ahead. And our philosophy is exit before you enter. If you've been following us for a while, you're going to hear us say that over and over again because it's true. It's so powerful. you got to know your exit strategy. And when I say exit strategy, I'm referring to how are you going to pay back that debt? How are you going to pay back the private lender if you're using one? Um, so you got to know your exit strategy before you enter, right? There's there's money everywhere. You know, there's no shortage of money. You're going to be able to find some. But how knowing that you can repay them back and ensuring that you can pay them back is so important. you got to know how to... Exit before you go through that passing line. Yeah, and that's one mistake that a lot of people do, and that's why they get in trouble. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of a little bit about good debt, bad debt. Let's jump to some uh, Q and A's. Unless you have anything else to add, Dave? Nope. I just want to turn these lights off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let me. So sorry for the glare that's coming down, guys. And I'm drinking coffee at the same time, so I can't be complaining too much. So I'm gonna come on here and see if there's any questions. And feel free if you have any questions about anything we started or anything else. Absolutely. Let us know. Say hi to our Facebook people over here. 
Okay, when we all retire with our investment, we'll just anchor side by side and enjoy the float. There you go. <laughs> yes, Anik, that's awesome. Anik is part of our mentoring program. So you understand the power of uh, good debt, bad debt, and also of getting a mentor, right? Uh, fine, we often have to educate the banks about the use of debt. You know what? That's a great point, Art. <laughs> yes, and a, you, a really good point, Art. Yeah, and that's really important as well, right? So if you're going to be borrowing money from somebody, whether it's a bank or private lender, you you know, you know need to inform them, have a conversation, feel confident about the deals that you're approaching them, right? Why should they you know, lend you extra money if you're already in a fairly high category of when it comes to debt. Yeah. And, and when I have a deal and I bring it to our brokers or private lenders or things like that, uh, they know I get excited, right? When I see a good deal. So I'll show them and say, this is a great asset. It's going to make lots of money. Here's my plan. Here's what I'm getting into it. Here's what I'm getting out of it. And, uh, I'm, I'm telling them, I'm going to utilize the debt that you're going to give me in order to do, you know, X, Y, Z, and I'm going to come out rosier on the other end. So Yes. Um, so when the question, which book do we prefer for the, uh, when it talks about debt, good debt, bad debt? Um, yeah. So Rich Robert, Dad, yeah, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki is great. Art mentions as well that we have our, we have our book as well. <laughs> Thanks, Art. Um, yeah, we talk about, uh, debt as well in our, in our book as well, because it is so important. So, yes. um, to have that. Our, our book is a very short book. It's a short read, 88 pages. We did that on purpose. Okay, Robert Kiyosaki says he's always scared when he goes to closing table because he's growing outside of his comfort zone. Being scared is good. Just yes. do your research. Exactly. Absolutely. And a good point. Uh, Instagram is the account. Uh, <laughs> so great point. And that's so true. Every time, every single time, eh, Dave, that we want to grow, we're, we're still scared. We, you know, when we go and I want to buy that huge building next step that we haven't bought, the first uh, 17 plaques we bought. Yep. Remember thinking like, okay, how do we go from uh, whatever was our biggest back then? Sixplex? Yes. I think, yeah. Correct, yeah. And we jumped to a 17plex. Of course we were scary. We we're talking a lot, a lot more money, a lot more doors. You know, we didn't even have all our systems in place. How are we going to do it? But you know what? You, you face that fear. You educate yourself. Yeah. And you move forward. Just do your due diligence. and But don't let fear stop you. If you, Fear is good because it keeps you in check. But don't let it paralyze you because that's when fear is not good. Yeah. Um, how much for our mentoring program? So our mentoring program, guys, if you're interested, send us a message. We can go through it with you. It's a one-time fee and you have access to over 100 videos, our online platform, and also... Uh, us every Wednesday. Yeah, every Wednesday. Right after this is when we go with we, our mentees. We go live every Wednesday and we answer questions every single day on our uh, private Facebook group as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, um, yes. And Anik here is saying that, yeah, she's part of the program. Uh, if anybody Art, yes. wants to reach out to them for any questions, they'd be happy to answer. They are in Moncton. I'm correct. Fredericton or Moncton? Correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah. So, Sam, where are cash flow positive properties located in the GTA? Okay, I'll, I'll pipe in there. The GTA, and they're everywhere, guys. Whether we have people from the States, too, they're like, Dave, I'm in California. I can't do this here. Yes, you can. Dave, I'm in Vancouver. Yes, you can. Dave, I'm in... Uh, uh, where else is hot? New York and uh, Florida, like Miami. Yes, you can. The thing is, is finding and and, and uh, what was I going to say? Is finding the right deal. You know, you're not going to find it on the market when people there's 20 offers going in the same day with no conditions. You're not going to find the cash cows there. My whole philosophy is don't do what everyone else is doing, right? And that's kind of like Jimmy Buff or Jim Buffett. Jim Buffett says too, when everyone's exiting the stock market, he's buying a whole whack because. Um, again, you don't do what other people are doing. If everyone, not everyone's an investor, everyone's putting offers in on hot market, on, on, uh, you know, MLS, LoopNet, Zillow, 
deals, don't do that. Don't be that person. Go find the off-market deals. That's where the cash flow is. Yeah, that's a great point, right? A lot of the properties, yes, we buy some through MLS yeah. and whatnot. Of yeah, course, they're we still do. great. The realtors are um, great. Everything. Yeah, but if many of the properties we buy are are, are not listed, um, so you got to go out there and be aggressive and and uh, find off-market deals. Absolutely. And, and again, the other thing too, just to kind—I of, know we got to go soon, Mel, but the other thing too is the numbers might not be great today, but understanding how you're going to go from here to here is is a is a a skill set that is very necessary when finding cash flowing properties. And sometimes you get to decide on that. What What's so important to you? Do you prefer to have the monthly cash flow? Or are you okay with maybe having less of a cash flow, but you have that higher appreciation within a, a short amount of years? So what are you after and kind of looking accordingly for that? Um, we'll take a couple more questions here before we wrap it up. So uh, Christian, is it difficult to use a HELOC as a down payment when purchasing rental property? Your own HELOC? That one, you're going to talk to your banker because you start to get into ratio, um, not complications, but they start looking at your ratios. And so it depends on the institution that you're using. And Jessica, Jessica, we met Jessica at the Right Club. Yes. Um, so Jessica, do you usually get down payment from individual investors and get the rest from bank or other lender? And honestly, we've done it in so many ways. So yes, all um, <laughs> but all the above. We typically, there's six different strategies. Um, if you haven't already, Jessica, check out our masterclass. It's www.12in12months.com. And we go over six different strategies that we have used yeah. throughout the year, you know, including RSPs. Um, you know, first mortgage, second mortgage, all that kind of stuff. So we we go into detail about uh, the strategies that we Absolutely. use. Absolutely. Anyone watching this, if you haven't seen our masterclass, go check it out. Yeah. It's free content. Awesome. So I think uh, we have time one more. Okay. We'll do one more. Are you done, Mel? Uh, well, do you help us buy something? In the mentoring? In the mentoring. I'm going to show you how. Our whole philosophy is not giving you a fish. It's teaching you how to fish. If you have to pay Dave every time you want a deal... You know, why don't I just teach you how to find the off-market deals like we do? That way you can do it in any market you want, right? You're not waiting for me. You're not attached to my hip. So that's our philosophy, guys. Everything we do, teach you how to fish, not give you a fish. Exactly, yeah. We go into details. Again, we have so many videos. Reach out to uh, Arden and Nick if you'd like additional information as well. They can tell you about the program. They've... uh yeah, they're crushing the program, which is fantastic. So awesome, guys. So thank you so much for watching. Thank you, Facebook uh, viewers as well for being uh, here. We're off to do our live Q&A with our mentoring group. So we got to get off uh, the Instagram and uh, we'll be doing it again next week. Yes. Same time, every, same place. Every Wednesday, 1230 p.m. Eastern. Uh, where the intro to the show changes every single week, depending on what Dave remembers or does not remember to say. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Bye Bye for now. Bye, Facebook. Bye, guys.